It is the 200 level episode 187 on a Friday night live from downtown Chicago. I got to be honest, I love this podcast studio I got set up. My hotel room is in a corner of downtown Chicago, 20-something floors up. I got the skyline around me. I got a nice little nook here in the hotel for the first Illinois basketball postseason game in two years. It is the quarterfinals of the Big Ten tournament, and currently Illinois is leading by 19 at halftime, a very impressive showing from this Illini team. And not that we're surprised by it, but there's always those jitters, I think, for a first game, and boy, did they answer the bell. Joined, as always, of course, by Trevor Valise, Isaac Ambrose, and guys to start before we hit the sponsors and get started in the second half. Wanted to ask you each... Which player, other than Io, because Io is a superstar, which player impressed you the most? And Trevor, there are quite a few options you can choose from in that first half. That is a good question. I think Kofi had the most moments where you go, wow, because you just are constantly reminded how large of a human being he is and how much of a devastating effect he can have on anybody who isn't willing to match his strength and toughness and size. If I were to go underrated, I'd probably go Grandison. He once again just had one of those halves where he saved a few loose balls. He tipped in a few misses. He even dunked one of them in. He made his free throws. He actually had two and ones, which were nice to see. There's six points right there. Um, I'd go Kofi, but then I'd go Grandison after that. What about you, Isaac? Well, I was going to say Grandison, so I am going to go with my B choice. And that was probably DeMonte. I mean, just think about where he was. Obviously, we've talked all season about, okay, it's great. Now he can score the ball. Hitting that big three, he just looks confident shooting now, which you could never say before. In the past couple of months, as this team has grown, DeMonte seems to have grown a lot too offensively. Like, he's not as scared to take it inside. I know he um, got fouled once and made a free throw. Um, actually, I think he made like three free throws that half. But he's been driving the ball better. He's constantly guarding guys bigger than him. And if, I mean, we've all played basketball and guarding somebody that has a lot of size on you is not easy. Um, So DeMonte always has to step up and play that big role on defense. I think a lot of times too, he's just that glue guy that we don't notice, but coming off the bench, you want your second unit, you know, to give you some energy. Curbelo was non-existent. Georgie was Georgie. Um, so DeMonte, I think DeMonte stepping up, hitting that three, making some free throws, yeah. and then just constantly doing the the hustle guy stuff on the defensive end. Absolutely. I, I think you guys could go with any of those options. Of course, Iowa with 14 on five of seven shooting. He has been terrific and is hitting another gear, which I kind of expected when the postseason hit. Trent Frazier. Eight points, four of six from the field. And usually guys will talk about how, hey, if so-and-so hits their threes, that's when you know they're dangerous. I think it's the inverse for Trent Frazier, where if he's hitting his twos, that's when you know it's dangerous. And then also, Adam Miller, Trevor, he gets a three. He gets a mid-range jumper. He's looking supremely confident out there. And I love his defense and his rebounding. He is excellent on that end of the court. And you don't often get that from a freshman. Took a charge when Rutgers was sort of, you know, trying to inch their way back into the game. Oh, and real quick, Trevor, I'm, I'm going to get people started here. As you're talking, I'll just stay, yep, say yep. start of the second half. So keep going. Sorry. He drove, uh, he took it to the rim a few times. You mentioned he sort of pulled up for that mid-range. He, he ended up missing the shot, and I think that might have been one of Grandison's tip-ins. But I just like both Trent and him, to your point, Carp, getting to the rim. Get to the rim. 
it just adds another dimension to not only their games, but just sort of the offensive flow in general when both of those guys are willing to take it inside the paint. All right, I think we're about to get underway here. It's kind of funny because all the players are where they need to be, and they just wanted Bardo to talk a bit. Okay, we're underway. 20 minutes to go in this ballgame, 47-28 Illinois, and Isaac is going to be getting these updates in real time. He's on the fire stick, and Trevor and I, thanks to the cable here at the hotel, I'm actually watching this live. It's, It's beautiful. So we get a steal, a turnover. Kofi gets in the passing lane with 19.45 to go. Trent with the ball up top, looking for a pick from Grandison. Grandison, Io now back up to Trent, a little weave action on the perimeter. Pick from Kofi. Trent oh. with the alley-oop. Yeah, so uh, Isaac, the good thing with this kind of game, 49-28, by the way, the good thing with this, Isaac, is hopefully the minutia of it uh, will not take away from your enjoyment, considering this is not a super close game at the moment. Oh, no. And you're going and, tomorrow. And back you're, to the future reference. I, oh, that's right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'll be... I'll be even ahead of you guys tomorrow. Oh, that was beautiful. But I feel like another Back to the Future reference, like I'm Biff, you know, the old Biff that goes back and tells the young Biff, he's like, watch, UCLA is going to kick a field goal here and win the game. So it's like you guys are the old Biff and yeah. the younger Biff. I- I'm okay being old Biff. And by the way, Adam There's Miller. to the rim again. Yeah, another layup there. Uh, that was about five seconds ago or so. We got 18.45 to go. Jacob Young looking for something here in the lane. He takes it. It's up and good. So trading buckets, and it is still a 19-point lead for Illinois, 51 to 32. Rutgers has athletes, and they did shoot over 50% from the field, and we're still trailing 19 at half. So figure that out. We get a foul on Kofi, a little bit of a push there on the pick and uh yeah you just extend your hands or your wrist like that a little bit trevor you'll you'll get that call unfortunately yeah and oddly enough it was one of those halves where i don't think the fouls were incorrectly called but for once you walked away going okay illinois definitely got the the upper hand on the officiating in that half because it just seemed like every other play rutgers was being called for a foul and again i think most of them were were legit i don't remember seeing a bunch on illinois that should have been called that weren't but Rutgers is just one of those physical teams that I, you know, it's not quite to the level of <laughs> Maddie Sissoko where we talk about all they can do is foul you. But there's just something about them where they rely so much on their physicality to keep them in games against teams that they might otherwise oh. not have a chance. Grandison with an offensive board. Adam Miller again for the three. No, Kofi gets the board. Kofi is going to be out of bounds on Illinois. I don't know if Adam had to save that. Would, would that have been off Kofi? Hard to say. Yes, I believe so. Okay. 17.57 to go, so it's 51 to 32. Ah, that would have been, I say, dagger at this point in time left. But yeah, continue, uh, Trevor. Well, they just flashed something that said Rutgers has zero defensive rebounds in the game. That cannot be I don't know, but it's 25 to 8 rebounding advantage for Illinois, so that that would be unheard of, but I don't know. Can that be right? I'm checking my box score here real quick. Uh, Yeah, zero offensive rebounds. Zero oh, okay, offense. Okay, okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> that, that, that doesn't make any sense. Okay, all right, gotcha. Okay, so we have two fouls on Illinois in the early going, 17.50 to go. I think that one, I didn't see who that was picked up on. A little bit before that, Grandison continuing to make an impact on both ends of the court. He get, got a defensive board and saved the ball. He got an offensive board and gave it back to Adam Miller for a second three-point attempt. Adam Miller is not afraid to shoot it, Isaac. You know, he only needs to make one or two of those threes a game to be a big difference. Yeah, you hope. Like, I mean, it'd be nice if it happens this year, but next year you hope Adam Miller has some of those games where everything is falling because he could he could easily walk himself into a 30-point game. We just haven't seen it really yet besides the first game of the year um, where everything was falling. But, yeah, you love the aggression. 
And the mental part of the game and the confidence is definitely not lacking. But a guy like Adam, too, I mean, he just made a few hustle plays. You think back to the Duke game where he hustled out of bounds to save it. Like, you love a star player like that, a top 30 recruit that comes in out of Chicago, and he doesn't think he's better than the team to make plays like that. So it's just something you love to see. Well, you're going to get something you also love to see coming up here, Isaac, is Paul Mulcahy draws a charge on Io. I, I think it should be illegal for any official to ever make that call to give Mulcahy the benefit of the doubt. Uh, so we got 51 to 34 with 17, 10 to go. Rutgers with the ball, trying to cut in this lead even more. Jacob Young takes it to the rim, misses it. Kofi gets the board. So we're going back the other hey man, way. Man, that's your uh, sportsman of the year right there. Don't talk <laughs> ill of Paul Mulcahy. Uh, you know, I he he bugs me more than probably he should because he's not a Brad Davison type. He's that hustle guy that annoys us. I don't know if he's dirty per se. This is Kofi, and hey, Trevor, guess who's going to the line for it too? <sighs> hey, hey, that is three on Johnson. And that, I'm that's telling big. You, he's going to foul out of this game because he cannot stop himself from fouling. Now, here's something I was seeing on Twitter, and this is true. People have said free throws are Illinois' bugaboo, but let's be more specific. It's Kofi's free throws because other than that, I think we were eight for 11 in the first half, so free throws were a strength. I think DeMonte missed one. Io missed one. You might have been eight of 10 if you take Kofi's out. Uh, Kofi is going to shoot two here with 16.48 to go. The first one is up, and it's off the front end of the rim. It's getting mental now, Trevor, and that's what does concern me. Yeah, I'd agree that at this point, this this has been a pretty long slump he's been in now. And the funny part, and we've mentioned it before, his form is fine. Like the way he shoots it, it's not ugly. It's just these line drive free throws that, especially lately, there's another one have not been going in. Those are identical, Trevor. They went off the front right side of the rim, both of those, and they were line drives. He just shot him up there. So here's a three from Oh, God, a three-pointer for Rutgers. So we got a 14-point game. Go ahead, Isaac. I was just going to say that might be the worst part about being behind is knowing Kofi misses his free throws because it's frustrating enough watching it in the present. Yeah, it is. And right now I think he's one for six or one for five. Here's Io trying to make something happen. And he gets fouled. Two shots coming up for Io. Go ahead, Trevor. It's a a good point, Carp, though, because it's so easy for someone to look at the numbers that just box score watches and go, well, Illinois shoots. I don't know, 68% from the free throw line. That's no good. And really, it's a one-person problem. It I is. know Io yeah. missed one and DeMonte missed one, but I, I really don't have, you know, I, I, I have faith in everyone to get to the line and basically hit two out of two every time except for Kofi. Yeah, as Io makes his first here. And I think what that means is your end-of-game formula might change. And we saw that at Ohio State, that Brad Underwood was willing to go without Kofi for some key stretches in the final four minutes and have Georgie out there instead. And I think you might get that going forward as Io steps up here for his second free throw. It is up. It is good. So we have a 53-37 to 37 lead. Rutgers chipping into it slightly from 19-16. to 16-15 to go. This is Young bringing it across half court. Io has 16 on 5 of 7 shooting. So, Boy, yeah. he is dialed in, man. Yes, I, not is. that there was any doubt that he would be, but talk about, I mean, not only has he been great, he's been efficient. He was efficient in that Ohio State game. I just, he's just on another level right now lately. Jacob Young, he's a good player too, but he can't get that to fall. He gets to the rim at will, it seems, but that's a big miss there with 15.50 to go. Io running point here on this possession, coming up on 20 on the shot clock. Trent on the right side of the perimeter. With Adam Miller on the left side, looking for Kofi. Beautiful feed, but Kofi can't... I can't tell if Johnson got a hand on that or not. 
But regardless, Rutgers ball with 15.35 to go. This is Ron Harper Jr. with the ball to Monte on him. Over to Mulcahy, Io on him. Mulcahy wants to do something here. He's going baseline. For the love of God, don't let him score on Io. Please don't. Mulcahy trying to break him down. He makes the shot. Wow. What the hell was that? Timeout from, oh, was, what's this? So we have. Uh, was, I mean, that was, that was a guard taking it to one of the best players in the conference. Did they call something there? I think they're calling a charge or something. Well, they're calling something on Rutgers. And it looks like it's really? on Mulcahy. So I'll have to check Twitter to get the update on that. As we do, we have a break in the action. And I uh, have, we've gotten what, 12 minutes into this. And I got to let you know who the sponsors are of the 200 level. Got to start with DP Doe. Oh, go ahead. Them up. They teed him up. I think they teed him up. Oh, yeah. yeah he was talking ah, sportsmanship, guys. Sportsman of the year. Uh, we'll get to what that. A turd. <laughs> he is kind of a turd. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. Just a quick reminder 200 level brought to you by DP Doe online at dpdoe.com. You can get $5 calzones by using coupon code Mike at dpdoe.com. They deliver anywhere in Champaign Urbana. So if you are imbibing, you want to stay home as you celebrate this postseason stretch for Illinois basketball, you can order online and they will bring a piping hot calzone to your door anywhere in Champaign-Urbana. That's dpdoe.com. Coupon code Mike for $5 calzones at dpdoe.com. Fourth and Kirby, plenty of swag there, including a new t-shirt that's on pre-order. If you would like to wear your conference champions t-shirt, asterisk included, you can go to fourthandkirby.com and pre-order that. Uh, Trevor, you were eyeing that t-shirt, I believe, correct? It has been so pre-ordered. Okay, there you go. Uh, along with that, of course, Corey Bradford t-shirt, that is flying off the shelves. Most stuff that they have, they are well-stocked, but you know that it's going to go fast during this month. So go to fourthandkirby.com, use coupon code 200 level for 10% off your order at fourthandkirby.com. State Farm agent Brian Hansen, online at brianismyguy.com for life, auto, home, business, renters, you name it. Brian is our guy for homeowners and auto. We got great State Farm prices. We got personalized service that made the process so smooth. So go online to brianismyguy.com for State Farm agent Brian Hansen. And finally, Rector Construction. That's online at R-E-C-T-O-R-Construction.com. It's getting to be that time. Everything from a new roof to a crawl space inspection and everything in between, they have you covered. And not only are they great with, at what they do, but they are also great citizens of Champaign-Urbana. They've been giving back to the community. These are good guys that also do great work. So go online to R-E-C-T-O-R-Construction.com for a free estimate today. And while I inquire, the Champagne Showers Podcast Network, I think that's the formalities. Isaac, you are about 30 seconds behind us, but we're probably two minutes since we hit the break here with Paul Mulcahy getting teed up. Now, if I recall, that will be his third foul. That counts as a personal, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. And that's, that's and big. Then- I think, yeah, so it's one personal and then probably a Trevor question, but if you get two technicals, you're gone. He's got think, four. Right? He's got four, guys. Sorry, he had three in the first half. What a chump. He's such a good <laughs> sportsmanship. Well, I would check Twitter right now, and I am assuming, uh, yeah, Scott Ritchie, Paul Mulcahy was Rutgers Big Ten Sportsmanship Award winner. Herb Lawrence just says Mulcahy is an idiot. I like that one. <laughs> Yeah, Imagine so. getting roasted for an hour and a half on the court, averaging five points a game. You're down 17, and you're like, yeah, yeah, bleepity, bleepity, bleep. Like, oh, wow. I need to see All this right. angle here. So he, I, I don't know if he was – I've seen worse, guys, but I know he said more than Trent just said cash. And then I, I, I'll, I will take the humor in this situation and enjoy Mulcahy not being on the court as we get back underway here. He's trying to explain to his coach, hey, man, what did I do? I don't know. 
Or I just said a bad you know word. What he didn't say was that he was going to effing kill Io. That's true. I'm like Jawan Howard. And then I was trying to pump up his team. And I'm no, I'm sorry. Jawan Howard did not say he was going to kill Io. Let's just, I need to be clear about that. Io makes a second that, of two free throws. Was that any, was there any truth to that about Jawan saying that? It's reported. Uh, who knows? I mean, it was from a Maryland guy who said he's there. Now, I, I, I mean, you can take it for what it's worth, I guess, but he said he was there. So I don't know. I mean, that's like, <laughs> that could be like, you could get the police involved. Well, it's not a good thing to say. Not a good thing to say to somebody. And here goes Trent. He's trying to get something happening here. He is going to kick it out now to DeMonte, who shoots a long three. It is no good. Georgie with the board. And he's trying to take it up, but that's a clean block there going the other way. Georgie, Georgie, Georgie. As they kick it across court, this is going to be a three attempt for Montez Mathis. It is up. It is no good. Thankfully, that's long, but Ron Harper Jr. gets it. And there's going to be a foul on Georgie, who just can't help himself. Hey, Trevor, Juan said today like something about Georgie being good, and I, I, I was confused by <laughs> I didn't want to call him out because we were cruising on 93.5, but I, I thought that was puzzling because Georgie it, can be good. Can be. Yes, it, it, it did make me pause. I was going to interject, but I just let him continue to go. He said that Georgie is probably 70 to 75% good at this point, and I'm like, eh, yeah, 50-50. Put that around like 42%, but you know, that's long for you. It's fine. Okay, well, this is interesting, guys. We need to be careful here because we've seen crazy games in the Big Ten where big leads have evaporated. So it is 54 to 40 right now. Illinois with the lead is Ron Harper Jr. made his first free throw. His second is coming up. We got four fouls on Illinois, three on Rutgers, and that second free throw is up and good. So it is a 13-point game. Curbelo in for Illinois. Finally. Yeah. And I, I just don't want this to get within single digits. Keep him at arm's length until you get your groove back. But Rutgers is scoring basically at will this half, and that's a little bit concerning. Okay, Corbello across half court over to Trent. Trent over to DeMonte, and a little bit of pressure there from Rutgers, and there's 20 left in the shot clock. This has been an 11-3 run for Rutgers. Corbello gets a pick from DeMonte. He's now going right after a pick from Georgie. Nothing there. Trying to knife through. He does, but he gets uh, blocked. So we're going to take it out with Whoa. 10 seconds on the shot clock. Great defense by Rutgers. Hmm. I will say that I didn't think this was necessarily going to end as a 30-point win. Yeah. Um, you know, the spread was eight. You've seen in every Big Ten tournament game, wh whichever team is trailing, make a run in that second half. I'm not terribly concerned yet. It's still a large lead as a great bounce pass. Wow. Wow. What a feed from Iowa to Georgie and a good finish. 56-41. to And, hey, there's that good Georgie. He does occasionally show off really good footwork. Good offensive awareness sometimes. And that was one after a great feed from Io. As and got, there's bad Georgie. Yeah, there's a, well, make him earn it, I guess. As Mathis, it looks like we'll go to the line for two here with 13.59 to go. And I got to think Georgie is a what? How many fouls? Three, at least. Get Kofi back in there. I think that'll be three on Georgie. Okay. What do we Actually, get? I take that back. That, that was a pretty fair foul to stop him from hitting the easy layup. Yeah. I agree with that. Okay, so Mathis, first free throw is up. It is good. So back to a 14-point game. Yeah, just don't let him creep in this thing. Uh, let's real quick uh, talk about, well, no, let's wait for the break to talk about the earlier games because I don't want to get too sidetracked too early here. So Georgie takes a seat. Kofi is in with 13.59 to go. Second free throw for Mathis is up. It is no good. All right, cool. 
And Rutgers shows pressure, but they lay off. So Corbello with the ball. Cross half court. 13.50 to go. 14-point Illinois lead. DeMonte up top. Looking for Corbello. It's going to be out on Rutgers. But getting DeMonte's had a couple lazy passes today. Uncharacteristic of him. And Corbello's not going to finish with a great game at this point just because he had to sit out for, you know, 80% of that first half. Um, And, you know, it's hard to get back in the game flow now suddenly in the second. I personally probably would have played him for a few minutes towards the end of the first half. Yeah, I agree. I don't don't really know what the absolute worst that could happen at that point is just to, you know, keep him engaged. But that's nitpicking at this point. All right, Rutgers a chance to bring this within 12 or 11. And we have Montez Mathis eye on him. He is taking it back up to Jacob Young with 15 in the shot clock. So we got 13, 15 to go now. 14-point lead for Illinois. Young taking it to the rim. It is up. It is no good. And Kofi can't corral that. And then he fouls. I don't know. And now we're getting chippy. Guys, shut up and play. Isaac, when do you start getting uh, concerned? Is it a single-digit thing where you're like, oh, boy? Yeah. I would say if it's single digits um, before you get to like six or seven, if you can keep them above single digits when it gets to like six or seven minutes, then I'm feeling pretty good. But well, Rutgers is 12 point lead now, now, 14 to five run. Ron Harper Jr. takes it to, they have scored at will, guys. We're talking less than or just over seven minutes into this half. And Rutgers is outscoring you. Uh, let's see, Demonte with a three. It is up and good. Yes. Oh, thank you, Demonte. That's big a big, shot. big counter punch right there. Fifty-nine to forty-four. Now I got now get some stops and just stretch this back to 18, 19 points here. We got Jacob Young looking for the pick. He gets it, takes it to the rim, up and good. We cannot stop them. Rutgers playing with some uh, energy right now, so it's back to a thirteen-point Illinois lead. I tell you what, Trevor, that was a huge three from Demonte because right now it's. A foul on who? Rutgers, correct? On Jacob Yeah, Yep. Whew. Out of control there from Corbello. But yeah, no, that was a huge shot. Uh, I, I can't... We're getting to the point where I can't even count on one hand the number of... And it's sort of an intangible thing, but the number of game-saving <laughs> three-point shots that Monte has made. You think about Ohio. You think about... Uh, there was another game in there early. You think about, the, obviously, the Ohio State game, and now here... I wouldn't say this is game-saving at this there point. There we go. Io feeds Kofi for a dunk. Now, get a stop. I, the offense has been fine. You had 61 points with 12 minutes to go. Your offense is great. Rutgers is scoring far too easily for a team that offensively had struggled um, really down the stretch in the Big Ten. So here we go. Ron Harper Jr. up top. We got 12 to go. DeMonte on him. He gets the pick. Ron Harper Jr. taking it to the basket up and good. We cannot Jeez. stop them. 61 to 48, quick timeout on the floor. Rutgers is feeling it because we can't stop them, but I guess we're scoring two. We got a break. DP Doe online at dpdo.com. Use coupon code Mike for $5 calzones at dpdo.com. That includes $6 premium and construction zones. You can get custom zones with any topping you want. You can get some of the favorites like the Maui Wowie and the Buffer Zone. And get this DP Doe is coming up on their 15th year on the U of I campus. Hard to believe that. So, uh, yeah, dpdo.com. This is going to be a great uh, great thing that you can get to eat and get it delivered all throughout March Madness at dpdo.com. Okay, uh, we got a break here, guys. So let's talk about the first game of the day, which is Michigan and Maryland, at which point Maryland 
at one point, Maryland led by 12 in the first half, and I had taken Maryland plus eight and a half, thinking their defense would be disruptive enough. And yeah, Isaac, at the end of the day, Michigan is very good. I think Maryland was kind of dumb today, so I think they played a hand in it as well. How concerned are you? I'll tell you my concern, Isaac, is that really Michigan just needed to get one win under their belt and then they were going to find their footing and and cruise to Sunday. Yeah. I mean, that would be the ultimate fear. You don't want to see Michigan get super hot again. And I think I bet Michigan wins by eight or 10 tomorrow. Um, Ohio state. Really? they've, They've picked it up, but. I don't know, because even the past two games, Ohio State, like, yeah, they've won, but they've still shown a lot of their weaknesses. And if today was the game that got Michigan back on track, I mean, I hope Michigan loses. I'd rather play Ohio State, but, um, yeah. Oh, Michigan showed their weaknesses, too. I know I'm just rambling at this point, but um, we've seen how good we can be when we get on a heater and just get a couple wins under our belt. So I hope Michigan isn't able to do that. And Trevor, what was weird about Michigan today is that they actually played better in the first half when Dickinson was out, which was interesting. And Mike Smith, you know, when we played him, Trent made him a non-factor. Trent was fantastic that game, of course. But when Mike Smith is on, that team is entirely different. And the last 30 minutes of that game, he was the guy for Michigan. Smith and Shondi Brown, I think, single-handedly saved that game for him. Austin Davis gave him good minutes, but that is where the whole Michigan doesn't have an All-American but conversation comes into play because they just have depth that is hard to find. I mean, I know Curbelo is your sixth man of the year coming off the bench, but, I mean, Shondi Brown has this all-around game that I don't even know where it came from. I mean, he's hitting every three he takes. He can take it to the rim. He can dish out assists. And this is a guy that's not starting. And so it's it's kind of crazy how – Given, you know, obviously it depends on opponent and stuff, but they're able to filter guys in and out at a level that few other teams are. And I I, I think you're right in saying Maryland was dumb <laughs> in that second half because as they pointed out on TV, Maryland's game is inside. They don't necessarily have a ton of knockdown shooters. Michigan was struggling against Maryland inside. They kept giving up layups, floaters, getting them to the line. What does Maryland do the last six minutes of the game? <laughs> they shoot like 10 threes. Yeah. It didn't make any sense to me, especially after Juwan gets ejected. Maryland goes on like a 7-0 run. They get it to within five, and they take three straight, really bad three looks. And that was pretty much the game at that point. All right, we're back underway here with 11.45 to go. There was almost a mishandle on the inbounds, but Curbelo gets it across half court. 20 seconds to go on the shot clock. We got a foul away from the ball. That'll be Rutgers' fifth. And that looks to be on Mathis. And now we have another timeout because that was a timeout taken by one of the teams. So we got a timeout on the floor, which is a great opportunity to remind you that the 200 level is brought to you by 4th and Kirby online at 4th and Get the Corey Bradford t-shirt. I got one coming in the mail. I think it might've actually arrived today. So I'll be rocking that uh, throughout March. And uh, they got other great swag, including the new conference champions t-shirt that is on pre-order. Trevor got his. I know those are going to go quick. And that's fine, man. I saw Cam's, actually, Isaac. They put up a banner today for Big Ten Champions. Why not? Do what I say. Hey, we got our banner. I don't know if Josh Whitman had anything to do with it, but 
it's better than nothing. Um, that would have been pretty iconic if you would have been able to put that up in the old cams, but um, the new cams will do. And again, the more banners, the better. I don't care. Let's put one up in DP Doe. Let's put one up everywhere. I think, I honestly think that Steve at DP Doe would be happy to put up a banner. And I know that Fourth and Kirby, they're doing their part with this new t shirt. So you can pre order that at fourthandkirby.com. Use coupon code 200 level for 10% off your order at fourthandkirby.com. Okay, so we are now sitting here with that was the shortest segment ever. I think we are at 11.38 to go. 61 to 48, well, Illinois ball when we come out of this break, Trevor. To continue the segment, I'm very interested in Ohio State and Michigan. This is going to be outdated quickly if you're listening to this tomorrow past 11 a.m. But because as Isaac pointed out, Ohio State is so confusing to me. I think almost more so than any other team in the Big Ten right now, they just confuse the hell out of me. Because at times it seems like they so severely lack that true point guard. Right, that guy that just commands the offense, that keeps everything together, keeps everybody in check, because they go on these nine-minute stretches where they don't even hit a shot. That happened twice today against Purdue. It happened, obviously, at the end of that Illinois game. It happened against Michigan at the end. It's like they don't have that that stopper that an I.O. or even like a Jacob Young or Andres Felice was. They don't have that guy. But then at the same time, they have so many role players that can you know fundamentally frustrate you with how good good they are at times. Like, I know we were texting, oh, there goes Seth Towns, two straight threes and a dunk. Yeah. Like, who's Seth Towns, you know? <laughs> and, and they have these guys, Zed Key, Justice Suing. So they're so confusing because when those guys are clicking, you pencil them into the Elite Eight in your bracket. And when those guys aren't clicking and they look to someone else and there's no one there or Liddell's in foul trouble or Young obviously went out with an injury, then it's like they're, they're, they're sort of lost. And so they feel very... I don't know if brittle is the word, but they just they they flip back and forth between lost and clicking so quickly that when I get the bracket and they're I don't know a two seed and they're playing I'm just making up a stretch of games here for them like sure. North Carolina is a ten and then West Virginia or Oklahoma State in the next one I'm gonna have no idea what to do with them yeah because game to game it varies a lot how consistent they are. They, they are an ensemble cast and they do have Washington and Liddell who are both great one B guys. And I know Liddell is going to be a one a guy going forward in, in a lot of ways. Liddell this year is kind of like what Iowa was last year. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, the best is yet to come. And I think last year's Illinois team could have made the second weekend of the tournament, but they also could have lost in the first or second round. It just that that team was good and they were hot, but something could have happened to derail that. And I think Ohio State's kind of the same way as we're back underway with 1135 to go. All that said, I do think that Ohio State, even on their third game in three days, will be the better shot to beat Michigan just because the talent level is higher than what Purdue has. But Purdue had a chance to put that game away and they just could not do that in overtime. We're going to have to hoist one up here. Curbelo with the three is no good. Kofi with the board and the dunk. What a break. 63 to 48. Trent throwing in the ball to Curbelo oh. with two on the shot clock. I'd rather Trent take the deep three, but it worked out. It worked out. So get a stop. It's been a long time, it feels like, since Illinois has gotten a stop. Rutgers ball with 11 to go, 20 on the shot clock. DeMonte doing some work on Roy Harper Jr. away from the ball, denying him the entry. This is going to be Jacob Young up top. Frazier on him. Young's going left. Now he's going in the lane. He loses it. Io gets the ball. We got a fast break opportunity. And no, we got a foul. So it looks like Rutgers will get away from the ball foul. And they should have a clear path foul rule in college, but they do not 
And Trevor, could you see, uh, they got a different replay now. This is going to be the Kofi dunk. Could you see who the foul on Rutgers would have been on as that break got started? Uh, no, I didn't see it. I agree with you that there should be two rules that I think are amended. One of them isn't even amended in the NBA. One is a shot clock violation. Yeah. We that happened today. today. Yeah, first game of the day. If, if, the, if it expires and the team's on a fast break, I mean, you're hurting the team that forced the shot clock violation, which just makes no sense. And then, as you mentioned, that clear path foul as well. Iowa taking it left. Can he finish? He does. Beautiful. 65 to 48, back to a 17 point lead. After you got to stop, you got a bucket. Let's stretch it even more with 10.30 to go. This is Rutgers with the ball and Montez Mathis over to this McConnell kid with the funky hairdo. He's up top. He's a lanky. You remember, McConnell was the one who suddenly, after not having any good games in his career, as he airballed that shot, went off against Illinois, I think, in last year's matchup when it was really ugly. And, it, and Illinois ended up winning like 52 to 50 or something like that. Yeah. McConnell had like 28 points. And I don't think he's had another great game in his career since. Isaac, we've had trouble with Rutgers. Even in the win last year, it took everything. And then the loss at Rutgers without Io, that was rough, of course. And then back in December. So if this is the revenge tour, part one, um, so far, so good for Illinois against a Rutgers team that has been kind of a bad matchup for us recently. Yeah, for some reason, Rutgers has been like a comeback team. A lot of times at home, even against Indiana a couple weeks ago, they were down like 12 or 15 and easily came back and won. But um, so let's see, last year you went there and lost without Io. This year you lost with everybody. And then you remember the Georgie 35-point game against Rutgers. What, it went into like triple overtime or double overtime? Um so even the years that you've been solid or like in the middle of a hot streak, they just give you a lot of fits for some reason. They're a tough team. I mean, they're not super like talented or athletic, I don't think. But there's been times last year and this year where they seem like they've been a top Big Ten team. Oh, yeah. I mean, go back to December. They had a great game. By the way, Mulcahy misses the first free throw after a great foul from Grandison. It's, it's the old make him earn it. Grandison does everything right, it feels like. But yeah, you go back to December, there was a great game in at Rutgers between Rutgers and Iowa that Iowa just snuck out late. And it felt like Rutgers was a top 15 team, maybe even top 10 at that point. So they've fallen off a bit, though they are definitely in the tournament and they definitely have talent. They got some size. They are an interesting matchup depending on who they face. Iowa with the opportunity down low and wow, how did he tap that in? It goes in 67-49. I, he had gotten blocked and then tapped it in, Trevor. That was pretty impressive. Yeah, I don't know how he did that. That looked impossible. This is going to be a take from... Man, that's a layup for Rutgers, and they'll go to a line for and one. We cannot stop them. Good I thing. mean, at this point, if you're trading buckets, it's whatever, because you're up 17 or whatever it is, but it's still frustrating because the defense was so locked in in that first half, and now it's just like, they're just getting whatever they want. Well, I if there's one thing I can take solace in is you don't want the first performance in a tournament to be your best. So if there is a way to get out of here with a win and still have Underwood pissed about something, I'll take that. As Rutgers makes the free throw, it is back to a 15-point Illinois lead. Uh, yeah, overall, the offense has been fantastic. We got Crabella with the ball, 9.15 to go. We got Trent popping up here over to Adam Miller, who's been quiet this half. Miller looking for Crabella, who's on the left side of the perimeter, looking to take it in between some guys, and he draws the foul. He draws the foul on Rutgers. So he will go to the line for a one-and-one. One. 
And that's four on Miles Johnson. That's big. I think at Rutgers, if you're Rutgers at this point, Isaac, though, with Johnson and Mulcahy, it's just, while they are taking Miles Johnson out, I, I would imagine he'll be back in at the under six or something. But, you know, this is it. I, I just figure, run it at this point. Keep him out there. I agree. What do they have to lose? And if Miles Johnson goes out, I mean, you really like that matchup with Kofi and Cliff Amorier or whatever his name is. But um, Johnson and Mulcahy, uh, just big foul machines. I mean, in that first half, it felt like they just forgot how to play basketball. This is, uh, let's see, Curbelo makes one, misses the second. The first one looked was pure, and I was like, ah, he's going to make both here, but he does not. He makes one of two, which is an unfortunate pattern here. Illinois is 15 of 24 from the line. If we take Kofi out, you're more like 15 of 20, so about 75%. So that's not bad, but you just don't want to see slippage there. Ron Harper Jr. gets fouled from Grandison, and that's kind of silly as he will go to the line for a one-and-one to potentially bring this within 14 with 849 to go. You're basically trading good things happening between teams this half, more or less. Rutgers has probably had one or two more uh, good possessions this half than Illinois has on offense. But, I mean, yes, it's frustrating. But again, Rutgers is the worst free-throw shooting team in the Big Ten. Keep in mind, we're talking about a conference with Illinois in it, and you're up 16. So, I mean, you know. It is what it is. Muck it up, you say. That's what you're saying. Muck it up. Let's make it a free throw shooting competition. The first one's up and good for yeah. Ron Harper Jr. I mean, two of their starters have four. They don't shoot well from the line, and you're up 16. So go ahead and muck it up. Tell you what, this game has been a total absence of three-point shots. And I'm going to check. Do you guys want to do the over-under on total three-point attempts in this game between both teams? What The over-under, I will set at... Let's see here. I'll give you a random number. Over under three point attempts, fifteen combined. What do you think, Isaac? Uh, under. What do you think, Trevor? Uh, Sorry, cut out just a, a bit there. So, fifteen three point attempts, over under. What do you think, combined? I don't know if we lost Trevor there. Is Curbelo? Saying attempts. Uh, I'll go over one. All right, there have been a total. Illinois shot 12, which kind of surprises me, but Rutgers has only shot seven. As we get a nice take here from Curbelo, and this is going to be an and-one opportunity and a chance to go back up. Sorry, I think it, it might be my Wi-Fi connectivity, guys, and I, I think I'll get the I'll get the high speed tomorrow. 70 to 53. Uh, Isaac, are you there? Yeah, I am. And I was just going to say, I saw a tweet earlier. I think teams are combined shooting like 24 or 25% from three in the Big Ten tournament so far. Yeah, and I think that's the the vantage point from the court in a football stadium like that. It's going to be rough. And that's what was surprising about Wisconsin last night when they took that 18-point lead or whatever it was, and they could not miss. Or I should say more to the point, uh, Aheem Ford, I think, he was the one that went five or six from three-point last night. So they, they were red hot, and we'll see if they can't do that against Iowa. By the time you listen to this, you'll probably know. Uh, Trevor, are you there? I know my Wi-Fi has been a little bit spotty. I don't know if that was me or you, but I didn't get a chance to play the over-under game. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, the over-under, <laughs> it, was, it was actually 19 combined attempts, but only seven for Rutgers. Oh, uh, I said over. Yeah, so you win. You win. No prize, but just the uh, pride of knowing that you won the three-point attempt over-under. Real quick. But yeah, to Isaac's point, 
sorry, it's just uh, yeah. I don't think many. You could argue that three point shooting has not affected the outcome of any game we've seen, at least not in a positive sense so far in, in this tournament. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would I would definitely agree with that. I think that this actually sets up well, you know, barring a, a collapse here, you know, as I knock on wood just to be safe. The, this sets up well for Illinois, the kind of tournament that this has been so far, where these games have all kind of gotten into muck it up fashion late in the game. And Isaac, if you think about the the many different ways in which this team has won games, they can win it pretty and they they can also win it ugly. And where I look at the Ohio State game is that ugly go down to the wire and just play the best four minutes in the last four minutes, then you have the Michigan game where you can also play pretty. So I'm trying to take solace in that, Isaac, that in a tournament setting, whether it be this weekend or the few weekends ahead in, in Indianapolis, that that should bode well uh, because there's not many matchups that scare me in terms of teams other than Baylor that I just look at and say are better than you. So then if it comes down to uh, which team just has to make more plays late and doesn't necessarily need three-pointers to do that, that's where I like Illinois. And like just thinking back throughout the year, I know it hasn't been our favorite that we've had a lot of stressful games. I mean, we've had games where we were fighting to come back. We've had games where we were up 20. We had, you know, the game um, Michigan State where you were just held at arm's length the whole time. So you've basically played every type of game and won and lost in every type of way. And though that stress was probably hard on our hearts throughout the season, if you're going to make that positive, this tournament seems like it's going to be wild. The um, real NCAA tournament is going to be wild. So this team might hopefully have experience in all types of environments and all sort of pressure situations. And the one thing you just really need to work on is free throws. And again, we go back to it. It's pretty much Kofi. Um, but then you had the game a couple weeks ago where you went 10 for 10 down the stretch. Oh, that was a Wisconsin game. So hopefully you get more of that because free throws are a middle school issue in my opinion, but Hey, hopefully we can just be up 20. So it doesn't matter like today. Well, this is, so got- yeah, I got play under review, of course. And if I swear to God, Trevor, if they have to take an under eight timeout after this as well, I'm going to be pissed off. What are we they reviewing? probably will. Um, I, I know Derek just tweeted, Derek Piper, that it looked like McConnell was trying to take a shot at Curbelo in a region that would hurt a man Ooh. on that play. So I don't know what they're necessarily... Yeah, it does look like... Okay, we got the replay here. So McConnell is... Oh, God. There's a grab. Like That's the yeah, thing, Trevor. Yeah, he yeah. grabbed his nether regions when... Wow, they're sending him away. Wait, did he? I'm, I haven't seen Maybe? it yet. Did no. he do that on purpose? Well, I do. The, the grabbing part of it, if he would have just had his hand out, right? So, like, if you're blocking someone out, <laughs> what are you grabbing? Maybe you're grabbing for jerseys. I understand that. But Corbello was midair at that point. Uh, he's not ejected, so he's on the bench. And we'll see, because I don't have the sound on. We'll see if this is a technical. Oh, my. Yeah. Did, he, he gets um, all of it. Did McConnell go to like Sissoko's basketball camp or something like that? I don't know. Like, yeah, I know those hotel rooms are lonely by yourself. But come on. <laughs> oh, God. You're so pent up. All right. Oh, my God. If they take, if they take an under eight timeout after this, I'm going to be very aggravated. And what are we waiting We're for? Show here? it again. I, it Man, sure Curbello. looks like he. 
grabs him there and then like squeezes. I mean, yes. I'm sorry, that's that's weird. There's but, a like, squeeze. That's a that might be assault. Like, honestly, <laughs> what is going on and what is actually going on in Indianapolis today? We had someone get th- threatened to murder somebody. We had people grabbing nuts, which I don't. Can you say that on a podcast? I think it's clean. It's PG thirteen. What is so McConnell is. Like, what? Wait, who? What? So maybe it was accidental, but I'm sorry, the grab is what makes that a little unusual as he's going now to the huddle and, oh, I think he's getting told something bad here. He's maybe trying to plead his case and uh, we'll see. He's been ejected. Wow. Flagrant two. Wow. He, Steve Pickle is saying, hey, quit grabbing pickles. That's stupid. I'm sorry. That's, that's really bad. Man, uh, that's painful in the cur- Kerbalos. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I tried too hard there. Nah, it's tough. I mean, because there's so many, like, they feel like they're right there, and then it comes out, you're like, eh, darn it. Okay, so he's walking out. Caleb McConnell is ejected with... A grabbing nether regions. That's a new one for the Big Ten tournament. We're, I'm excited to see what happens at the Iowa-Wisconsin game. I'm pretty sure that Brad Davison's going to poke someone's eye out at this rate. <laughs> We've got an ejection for murder threat and an ejection for a, a, an almond grab. Now, I don't know what's going to happen in a nightcapper, but it ought to be good. Let's keep it going. Corbello makes the first flagrant shot. He's going to get another one, and then I'm I, assuming Illinois gets the ball, too. Yep. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody just... <laughs> straight out pulls out a chainsaw or something in the, the Iowa-Wisconsin game. Which guy on Wisconsin, other than Brad Davison, which guy <laughs> in Wisconsin would be most likely to just pull out a chainsaw? Because usually, keep in mind, I mean, Wisconsin is the state of Ed Gein, so there are serial killers aplenty up in the woods in Wisconsin. So which rather unassuming fellow on Wisconsin is most likely to decapitate someone with a chainsaw? Can I say Greg Gard? Yes, I would agree. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Trent's going to shoot a three. It is up. It is no good. We're going the other way. So it's 72 to 53. Illinois with a 19-point lead with 8.15 to go. So a three-point attempt from Rutgers is up. It is no good. It's going to be a foul on Georgie who, no, we're going the other way. No, it's a foul on Georgie who is just, who even knows, guys? Good to see he brought this second half has come to a screeching halt. Good I mean, the, the game the game was supposed to be over 60 seconds ago if, if we were talking about two hours, and now we've still got eight minutes left. Let's see here. God, this so that's game. actually on Trent. Oh, okay. Well, never mind, Georgie. I'm sorry to get after you like that. My bad, buddy. 8.09 to go, so it's an 18-point lead after Rutgers makes their first free throw. Let's just get out of here with no more mishaps, no more talking, chirping. Let's just let's just get out of this game at this point. Wouldn't you guys agree? Yeah, oh, I, God, his I, shoes. Mulcahy's shoes are at, hideous. At this point, just unless it gets somewhat close, keep Iowa on the bench. I don't want Paul Mulcahy taking a cheap shot at his nose or his leg or something. Okay, they broke the press nicely there with the help of Io finding Curbelo. So we have eight minutes on the dot. Hopefully, please don't let there be an under eight timeout. I know there will be, but we have DeMonte with the ball up top over to Curbelo on the left side. Curbelo looking for a pick from Kofi. He's going to find DeMonte for the three. It is up. It is no good. It's going to be... Oh, wow. Adam Miller was on the right side of the half court line there to corral a tip from DeMonte. 
Adam Miller wants that three. He's not going to take it. We got 10 seconds on the shot clock. Adam Miller is looking to do something here. He finds Crabello. You got to gotta go, baby. We're going to get a pickup top from Kofi. Crabello looking for something. Not Nothing there. He gets trapped. He's going to have to shoot it up, and it's an air ball and a shot clock violation. And I just – can this game Looks end? Like he got fouled to me, but – We podcasted the wrong half, guys. And, hey, Trevor, they're playing through. No under eight timeout. They used it. So thank you, officials. Thank you for that. That is a surprisingly heady move. Uh, let's see here. 72.55 to go. 7.20 to go in the ballgame. We have Mulcahy up top. Curbelo on him. Now down to 7.15 to the ballgame. 17-point Illinois lead. Every stop you get is one step, stop closer to just icing this game. Ron Harper Jr. taking it to the rim. It is up. It is no good. DeMonte with the board. He corrals it. And now we're getting chippy. And Paul Mulcahy is flying around like an idiot. And hopefully not going to injure any of our guys. Adam Miller with the three. It is up. It is good. Boom. Thank you. That is it. Game over. 20-point lead. Bye-bye. Get the hell out of here, Rutgers. You stink. Mulcahy flopping around like a fish out of water. You dope. Get out of here. I, I can't wait to see like the when the the media team posts the videos after, you know, and they're all going like, boom. That's what I'm excited to see. Hey, Even you, though you haven't made a bunch of threes. You haven't, but I, I would like to see, Jeremy was talking about this on his podcast, I'd like to see that become a thing for the Orange Crush, Crush because that would be, you get a few thousand people doing that simultaneously. That's going to be an interesting sound in a stadium. So yes. I, I hope they pick up on that. All right. Hey, just uh, real quick, I know this is random. But Cade Cunningham in Oklahoma State just upset Baylor in the Big 12 tournament. Hmm, okay. I don't know if that'll... So that's... I, it's not, it's not going to move anything, but it's just interesting to see Baylor lose again. You know what I think the best news of that is? Is Oklahoma State is moving themselves off the four line and into the three. I think. Yes. Yeah. And I don't, I, don't, I don't want them in the... You know, the storylines... Narrative, NCAA Tournament Committee loves that. Brad Underwood faces his former team in the Sweet 16. Uh, nope, nope. As you said that tonight, Trevor, no no narratives. And I think Isaac, uh, yeah, I, I'll avoid. I don't need the revenge tour. I just want the easiest matchups, Isaac. Yeah, I think, Trevor, you might have said this in our text a couple of weeks ago, but Kate, Kate Cunningham and Oklahoma State, that's like the one team that's not like a top two, maybe Ooh, three. block. I do not want to see in the tournament because Kate Cunningham could go off for 40, 45 points in any given game. And that's just not something you want to sadly be on the the ugly side of. I think both Oklahoma state continuing to win and West Virginia losing to set Oklahoma state team keeps both of those teams as potential four seeds that you wouldn't face at this point, which is nice. All right, we have 6.41 to go. We're going the other way, and a foul on Rutgers, it looks like. Tre- Trevor, did he catch who that foul was on? Or oh, the uh, backup center, uh, it looks like. Yes, I believe that's on the guy who, strangely enough, and I know this isn't him, but they had, if you guys remember, they had Eugene Omarui, who was really good, and he transferred to Oregon. Then they get another five-star center who's Cliff, but it's the exact same spelling last name, no relation. And he pronounces it differently. It's Cliff Amorier. And that's just, I mean, it'd be like Illinois getting another Coburn with no relation to Kofi who pronounces it Cockburn. That's just odd. Which is how it should be. Is Kofi makes his first. Let's take bets, guys. Does he make his second? Trevor, I think I know what you're going to say. Hey, Mulcahy was fouled out. Ah, that was his fifth. Darn the luck. 
Is Kofi going to make this trip? Yes. Uh, Isaac, I know you're a little behind us. Is he going to make his second? He made his first. No, he misses. He made it. 77 to 55. Illinois with a 22-point lead. The the ball grab really changed everything, guys. <laughs> I mean, I you can't Let's write call this, this stuff. podcast cup check. <laughs> uh nice little hook from Miles Johnson. He's not awful. He's he's got some offensive game to him. But he has this look on his face like okay. I don't care. Like he's he we, he's aloof. You know what I mean? We gotta go with Nutgers or something. Ooh. That's just- Wow. I mean, you kind of do, don't we? Because the other That's one a good call, Isaac. The other one was Friday night lights, like K night for Scarlet Knights. And I, I like that one because it's a Friday night. It's the start of the you know, that that makes sense. Now I don't know Nutgers. Uh, yeah. You need to put something else in there though, right? Like something about grabbing or like uh, I don't know. Oh, we need to think on this because yes, there needs to be something probably before. Oh, Miles Johnson fouls out with six minutes Bye. to go. See you. Kofi going the line, guys. Let's take our bets. Is he going to make zero, one, or two? Trevor, go quick. One, two. What do you say, Isaac? Zero. He made his first. So Isaac, you're out. You need to leave the podcast this for. Right, uh, no, don't kidding. bet. Here's the second one. So. <laughs> I mean- <laughs> Okay, wait. He's he took the deep breath. Two dribbles. Yes, he makes both. Wow, wow. Kofi with four in a row. He's streaky. Let's hope he can keep that streak up for eight more games. Not a big ask, right, Kofi? Here is Jacob Young looking to take it to the rim over to Ron Harper Jr. It's seventy-nine to fifty-seven. Illinois with another great counterpunch. Ron Harper Jr., they call a block on DeMonte, even though Ron Harper Jr. laid his shoulder into him. Whatever. We got a break, I think, coming up. But regardless, guys, we can talk macro. Okay, so as people listen to this tomorrow, they will know who Illinois is playing. So let's do both scenarios, Wisconsin-Iowa. Now, the way this day has played out, Trevor, I think it's going to be Iowa. It's basically going scratch. I know Ohio State was a five and Purdue was a four, but it looks like the best four teams in the Big Ten will be there in the semifinals, which would make for an amazing day tomorrow. Let's start with Iowa. And well, Wieskamp is playing. Yes, he will be back. And we'll see tonight how effective he is. And But he, he's huge. So how do you see first tonight going real quick against Wisconsin? And then if it is Iowa, how do you see that going tomorrow? I think Iowa gets it done. I just, if I, if I had any long-term faith in Wisconsin, I'd pick them, but they've just looked so bad for a month and a half now. And I know, you know, they stormed out of the gates on Penn state, but then nearly choked that away. Nothing about what Wisconsin has done. You know, they, they almost beat Iowa, but that was an Iowa team that was without Nungy or Wieskamp that entire game. Oh my God. The feed from Curbelo to Kofi right there. Kofi, come back and be National Player of the Year. He basically threw it the only spot that Kofi could have gotten it. And an easy dunk, 81-59. You know, I I will say, though, Trevor, is this out of bounds, sticking with Rutgers with 5-11 to go. I will say that if you go back to Sunday, this is where when teams play each other that close together, Sunday, Wisconsin had a shot to win it. Wieskamp is back, and he wasn't in most of that game Sunday, so that's a big difference. I think this will be a close game. I think that I would agree that Iowa's going to get it done. Um, 
Isaac, if it is a rematch, you're going to be there tomorrow. So let's start with that. Are you hoping that it's an Illinois-Iowa rematch? I, I personally, it'd be definitely fun to watch, but just for my mental and my stress levels, I would feel much calmer going and playing Wisconsin. I mean, they, they don't have a match for Kofi. Kofi's going to eat up Reavers. And I was, oh boy, something's going to happen here, guys. Adam Miller. Oh, holy God, guys. 85 to 59. And we're having fun now. 26 point lead. But yeah, I I think to that point, Isaac, you know, even for me tomorrow, I mean, I I would feel pretty confident against Wisconsin. I know you beat him twice. It's hard to do it three times, but you're just a terrible matchup for them. I think you're still a good matchup against Iowa. I think that our guards can match their guards defensively and keep them somewhat at bay, whereas other teams seem to struggle with that. But yeah, I mean, it would be more exciting for you, but of course it would be much more, you know, nerve-wracking. It's freaking Iowa. We don't want to lose to them. The Garza thing, again, is just the only part that scares me because, I mean, Kofi can handle his own against him like he did earlier in the year. But again, if Garza's making like seven threes from deep, it it's just the Garza effect changes a lot of things. Now, if we did we can't play or no. Oh, we don't is he playing tonight? Because that's huge. Apparently he is, right, Trevor? Yep. Because Wieskamp was the main reason Iowa one of the main reasons Iowa kept it close against you in Champaign earlier this year, I'm pretty sure. He was fantastic, have, I think, in that game. Bohannon was the one who struggled for their guards. They didn't have Frederick at that point. So that's this true. will be the first time yeah. you get them uh, full strength. I can't wait, personally, if that's the matchup, because not that I had any questions after tonight's performance anyways in terms of motivation or energy, but, God, a Michigan-Ohio State followed up by an Illinois-Iowa semifinal with, at that point, basically nothing to lose either way. That's just going to be so much fun. That's an unbelievable day of basketball. Yeah, go ahead, Isaac. I was going to say, I mean, I'm obviously down to spend a lot of money because I haven't seen Illinois play at all this year, so it's going to be awesome to see in person. But I literally get to go watch one of the best games of the college basketball season and then get to watch Illinois. So watching Michigan-Ohio State is going to be awesome tomorrow too. Um, You got to imagine there's going to be a ton of – of maize and blue and whatever the hell shade of red Ohio State is. I think that that first game will be great tomorrow. I think Ohio State, third day, third game in three days, they might be fatigued towards the end, but they got enough pieces to spring the upset. And we, oh my God, Curbelo off the glass. Now it's just getting silly. 87 to 59 with 350 to go. They should just run clock We're approaching at this point. the Indy 100 territory here. Yeah, you know, we did that in the Minnesota game a few weeks back. Or that That's probably almost a month ago when I thought that we'd hit 100. We didn't. Do we tonight as Rutgers makes a shot? They finally get off the no. shine. Yeah, I don't think so. No, we don't. 87 to 61 with 3.30 to go. And let's just, just don't call fouls, officials. Let this thing run. Because, you know, we got to wait a half hour until the next game. And I'm ready for Iowa-Wisconsin. I'm hoping it's a decent ball game. Uh, oh, bad pass from Corbello. He needs more juice on that to get to Adam Miller. Ron Harper Jr. taking it to the rim. It is up. It is good. And a foul. So look out, guys. It is only a 24-point lead with 3.15 to go. Um, yeah, we don't need to talk about this game anymore. So Right in the nutgers. I mean, yeah. 
I'm trying to think because the thing is, this also goes out through through a few distribution platforms, and I don't know if we do the nut pun if that's considered <laughs> coarse or you know obscene. It is very PG thirteen. I mean, okay, Friday Night Lights is the safe pick, and I like it with the K. I do like that. Hmm. Any other ideas from either of you guys? Friday Nut Lights. <laughs> I just can't nut, get away nut, from nut, 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 nut. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's okay. Um, all my puns are having to do with pickle instead of pickle, so you don't want to hear from me. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I tell you what we'll do. What about, we'll, oh, go ahead, Isaac. Wait, okay, I know we were talking about this in the text thread. I don't know if we'll get to it, but if you get to 100, uh, the Indy 100 instead of the Indy 500. Okay, if they if they hit 100 this week, I think that that's, that's a good pick. Yeah. Mm, you're playing at Lucas Oil Stadium. You're playing in Indianapolis, the Circle City, as they call it. Rutgers, the mm. Scarlet Knights. I mean, I had said Scarlet Fever because you're hot, which I know is sort of like fever, hot. Okay. It's it's very on the nose. What about Rutgers Scarlet Nice? Like nice, like the South Park meme? Yeah. Hmm. I yeah. just like that. <laughs> yes, no, that is a great one. It's with Ike and the teacher, right? And all the police officers are like, yeah, nice. And like the policemen are like, they're trying to tell the cops because it's obviously illegal. And they like can't stop <laughs> saying nice. Uh, as you guys. I mean, the the oil with the well-oiled machine, but the, no one's going to understand right, the reference just, to Lucas Oil. It's, so It's too vague. Or it's, it's, it's just not quite, you, you got to go a few levels deep to get to Lucas Oil Stadium. And and there wasn't. I think Friday Night Lights is pretty safe. Can we go with that? I know it's, I'd love to do a nut pun, but I don't want to upset uh, I, I say that like I, I don't care about offending anyone, but this is going out. I mean, I, I got apparently some of my sixth graders listen say, to this too. So eef. I I will say I'll be surprised if somebody else isn't already like putting the Nutgers thing on a T-shirt or something at this point. So yeah, I mean, somebody out there got to have thought of that. Well, guys, we only got a few minutes left here, so in this, we don't need to do so much of a post game because this game is a no doubter. And we will have a big matchup tomorrow, whether it is Iowa or Wisconsin. And of course, as people listen to this Saturday morning, they will know. We presume it will be Iowa. It will be relieved. I think all of us would be relieved, right, if it's Wisconsin instead. Yeah. And we've talked about this before, and Trevor, you've hit on this quite a bit. And I know I asked Isaac about this, but the easiest path. Give me that. I mean, this team already played in the toughest conference in Ken Palm history. I don't need them to prove anything more. In, in terms of the strength of schedule, it really just comes down to what is the path to raise as many banners as possible. And the likeliest outcome, if you played Wisconsin, would be a win. And I think with Iowa, it's a, a total toss-up. I still think Illinois has an edge in that matchup, but it's a toss-up, whereas Wisconsin's like a 70-30 shot. You got that. Yeah, and I don't doubt this team's ability to beat anybody, frankly, at this point. But again, I would prefer uh, a path in the tournament next week that doesn't include five potential excruciating storylines, whether that's North Carolina or Missouri, who are projected to be eight, nine seeds right now with you as the one. Or uh, Oklahoma State, I'd like to avoid. There's the Brad Underwood storyline there. His assistant is in prison, <laughs> and now right, you've got yeah. paid. You know, just stuff like that. I. I Again, I don't doubt their ability to go ahead and get it out there and do it anyways, but just from an annoyance perspective, 
you know, like you had that one random year where you played Lon Kruger and then Bill Self. And it's like, well, of course, <laughs> that, that just makes too much sense not to happen. I just would prefer to avoid that. But at this point, I'm feeling so emboldened by this team that whatever. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that totally. I, I would prefer to have less anxiety going in these games because as confident as I am, as a fan, you still are like, well, but what if this happens? And that just is ratcheted up when you face familiar foes or ghosts from the past, skeletons in the closet kind of thing. Whereas just give me, you've mentioned Boise State, but give me teams from the West Coast that I know nothing about and have no relation whatsoever to Illinois. Just give me that. What do we got? A three-second violation on BBV, I believe. That's interesting. He, he is a big guy, though. Goodness. Hey, you know who's been... Kind of a non-factor, really, in this win Zach streak. Griffith? And like, well, yeah, that's been a big shock because he's been playing some key minutes. But, um, no, Coleman Hawkins. He's Rebound for Zach Griffith. Yeah, you're right, Coleman he's, Hawkins, though. He has been – he didn't play he Ohio State. Yeah. Yeah, I think that in the Michigan game, it was out of necessity, and he gave you some good tick for about five or six minutes and made the hustle plays and all that. Ohio State, you probably couldn't afford it. You got an eight-man rotation, and you can go with that, and you feel comfortable with seven of them at least as Corbello misses that. Oh, I thought Griffith would have the board with two to go. It is a 23-point Illinois lead, and a little bit, oh, yeah, Coleman Hawkins and pressure defense. I want to see, let's predict, who is going to score first, BBV, Tyler Underwood, or Zach Griffith? Trevor? Uh, well, I might pick none, but I'll, I'll pick Zach. Okay. What do you think, Isaac? Uh. Oh, and now we get the number two guy in. Do you guys know number two's name? It's like Servin or something. Okay. Connor, yeah. Wow, that, that right there. Iowa is, uh, Elvis. He's going to be a thing, Wow. That's impressive. That's, I got, that's impressive. I got to give him props for that jacket. Okay, so we have Zach Griffith up top with 130 to go. I'm going to say BBV is going to get a bucket here, guys. He's going to be the first one to get a bucket from that gang. Coleman Hawkins looking for something here. He finds BBV. Come on, man. Post move. Finish, baby. Take it. Oh, he get Wow. Eee, got stuck there. And a silly foul on Coleman Hawkins. Hey, that Elvis guy is talking to Luca Garza's dad, who's a pretty cool Which, guy, by the way. By the way, I have no hatred towards whatsoever because... He basically came out and said he absolutely loves Io. He loves his family, and he's an awesome guy, and he hopes he succeeds at a high level. And I'm like, oh, darn it. I, I want to hate you. <laughs> I guess this kid wants a picture with Iowa Elvis and Luca Garza's dad. Have you guys ever taken a picture with an athlete's dad? And why would you if I you can, did? Hey, you want to hear like the most <laughs> random picture with story of all time? Sure. I went to a Detroit Lions game as a kid and somehow I, we had a connection to get on the field <laughs> and I took a picture with Nadamakin Sue's older sister. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Do you still have it? It's, it's probably somewhere. Tyler like Underwood old... for three. Whoa. Oh. 25 footer. 90 to 65. Illinois with a 25 point lead. I would love to see you and Indomitian Sue's older sister. Is that it, Isaac? I'm just sister. pretty sure it was older. Okay, sister, yeah. wow. That is that how is obscure. That come about? Like, how do you uh, know that that's his sister? Press pass or like she, she had a fuel pass? She was like talking to him or something on the sideline. And then I was walking next to her 
And I was like, hey, are you like his sister? <laughs> I don't know. Well, hey, I so, mean... <laughs> that's my claim to fame. If you ever see me like on Google, it's probably that. Oh, come on, get aboard. Uh, we don't. So this clock is going to run out, guys. I'll, I'll give the final score when it hits zero. Rutgers taking it to the rim. Here's a three-point attempt that is up. It is no good. Tyler Underwood with the board. And as the clock winds down, Illinois will advance to the Big Ten Tournament semifinals with a 90-68 to 68 win, impressive fashion. What a win. Over Rutgers, a team that kind of had your number, even in the close win that you had last year. And it's been a rivalry, Trevor, in a lot of ways because of all these close games. This one was not close. And even though there were a few... Uh, warts and wrinkles in the first half of the second half, the first 10 minutes, whatever. I mean, that was a very, very strong performance to kick this thing off. Yeah, you look back on that as a, as a frustrating six-minute stretch there, but no, nothing more than that. I mean, I know Rutgers has trended down, but this is a tournament team that you just played and absolutely whooped. I mean, we're in postseason play, and you just got Tyler Underwood five minutes a tick, which, I mean, that's, that's crazy. And I think it's hey. by far the biggest win margin for a team so far in this tournament. So yep. impressive stuff. Isaac. That I, I was just going to say by far the best win of the big 10 tournament. And I saw somewhere today, like the rest of the way in the big 10 tournament, it's a quad one win. So, um, but yeah, all the other games have been close and you basically now, if you were playing Nebraska or whatever, that's different. But like Trevor said, that's a tournament team. So, that that's a great way to start things off. And besides a few minutes where Rutgers started to scare us a little bit, I mean, you dominated them. That first 10 or 15 minutes, like Rutgers did not even belong on the court with you. Yeah. And I think what's encouraging is that's the kind of team you'd play in the second round. So, you know, an eight, nine kind of team, yep. which is, I think totally. where Rutgers is going to end up. So that's a good litmus test for what this team would need to do to make the sweet 16. And if they're winning by 22 points in the second round, of the NCAA tournament, that would be a nice, easy way to get to the second weekend. Guys, I tell you what, because the game was sort of, you know, there's not a whole lot to break down, and we got a cu- hopefully a couple more to go here. Uh, Trevor, you're going to be, me and you will do it tomorrow, and Isaac, you're going to be on location, and that's going to be pretty awesome. So maybe if it's a big game or a big win, we can get a, a dispatch as you're stuck in the parking lot or something like that. But enjoy your trip to Indy, and uh, what what is your... What what swag are you going to wear? Do you got a lucky jersey? What 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 kind of moderately stitious thing are you going to do? See, like I have so much Illinois stuff, like many of us Illini fans do, that I can't really keep track of which is lucky. I need to start taking a stat sheet, like an Excel sheet of what I'm wearing when who wins. But um, I was my favorite Illini ever. I got to just wear the IO jersey tomorrow. I got to rep it. Safe bet, and, and probably the right call. Uh, Trevor, do you have a moderately stitious thing going on? A shirt? Uh, uh, any anything like that? I, unlike some people, are not weird, so I just wear clothes and don't think about it. That's the best way to do it. And case in point, when we smoked—well, I say smoked, but beat Wisconsin at Wisconsin—I was just wearing my running clothes. Nothing special, though. This Kobe Kofi- pack up pair of socks that I tell everybody about, unfortunately. Ah, I see, I see. Well, uh, <laughs> this Kofi jersey is 3-0 on the year. I got the Michigan win. I got the Ohio State win. I got this first Big Ten tournament. And the good thing about jerseys is if you wear things under them, they don't get dirty. So we can just ride this thing out, and I'll, I'll keep it nice and clean. But Isaac, enjoy tomorrow. Trevor, we'll talk to you for the second half of uh, Illinois, Iowa, or Illinois, Wisconsin, whichever it is. Have a good night, let's boys. Let's do it again, and then let's do it again the next day. And then again and again six more times after that. Have a good night, guys. Appreciate it.
Hey. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Adios. Let's, yes. Uh, plenty of let's goes tomorrow, I hope, Isaac. We'll see you guys. All right, so that is Isaac Ambrose and Trevor Valise joining us here on the 200 level. We're going to dip out because, hey, that was a beautiful start to the Big Ten tournament. Rather uneventful. You got the impressive win, top to bottom, and the most impressive win in the tournament by any team. You are the team to beat right now. We can act like that. We are the team to beat. That doesn't mean that Iowa couldn't spring the win tomorrow because we know how good they can be. Or if it is Wisconsin, doesn't mean they couldn't spring the upset. That's the thing with single elimination tournaments. You run into that situation. But this was an imperfect game for Illinois. I think defensively in the beginning of the second half, that's something that the coaching staff can latch on to and say, that wasn't good enough. That was good. Wasn't good enough for whoever we play tomorrow. So there's always something that this team needs to be chasing. They always need to maintain that role of the hunter. But boy, do they seem to adapt to that role tonight. They played like the team that was the underdog against Rutgers and had something to prove for most of those 40 minutes. So, hey, you're back in the Big Ten tournament semifinals. When was the last time you could say that? I'd have to go back. I think it was back when Dimitri McCamey and that team played on that Saturday against Evan Turner's Ohio State team. That's 10, 11 years ago. So it's been a long time. You're back. It's going to be a marquee game. Either way, tomorrow, the nation will be watching, and they're going to be watching a lot of Illini games coming up here this month. So let's enjoy the ride. I certainly am, and that's a great start. Before we get out of here, Rutgers, sorry, Rutgers, they aren't a sponsor. DP Doe is a sponsor. We can forget about Rutgers. They're done. They're over with. Yesterday's news. DP Doe, I'm on a dpdoe.com. Use coupon code 200 level. No, I'm sorry. Coupon code Mike for DP Doe. That's my bad, DP Doe. Coupon code Mike for $5 calzones at dpdoe.com. The coupon code 200 level is for Fourth and Kirby. Get some Illini swag for this month, the biggest month in recent Illini basketball history at fourthandkirby.com, including the Corey Bradford t shirt and on pre order, the Conference Champions t shirt that is selling like hotcakes. I know that from fourthandkirby.com. Got to thank, of course, Rector Construction online at rectorconstruction.com for everything from a new roof to a crawl space inspection and everything in between, rectorconstruction.com. And finally, got to thank State Farm agent Brian Hansen online at brianismyguy.com for everything from life, auto, home, business, renters, you name it. Brian and his staff will hook you up with great State Farm prices. And take it from me, I've had personal experience with that office. It was seamless personalized service. I cannot vouch for Brian enough. Brianismyguy.com. That goes for all the sponsors. We appreciate it. That goes for you, the listeners. I can vouch for all of you. You're amazing. Every single one of you. Even uh, maybe if there was a Michigan fan this this week that hate listened or something, you're amazing too. Though I doubt they're listening to this one. We're going to be back tomorrow, an afternoon game, Illinois versus somebody, probably Iowa, maybe Wisconsin. But hey, you got to win in the Big Ten tournament. You're playing on Saturday. You're looking good when it matters the most. Most quad one wins this season, by the way, Illinois with 11. Oklahoma State there at 10 after they get the win against Baylor tonight. We're excited to do these. We appreciate all the feedback. Um, It's been a heck of a week up here in Chicago, and my mom is doing great. And, you know, March, this is already the best March ever. Okay, but I mean, that's that's set. (laughs) You know, for personal reasons, there will not be a March that is better than this one. Um, but I also get the feeling that Illinois is just going to sweeten the pot. And as I see Io Desumu on the TV right now, he's the primary reason why that is. All right, guys, have a great night or morning if you're listening to this. We'll see you again Saturday afternoon. In the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy. This is Decadence out of your head from our latest album, Fever Dreams, anywhere music is streaming. And uh, hey, go Illini. Not bad, right? It is the 200 level.